At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Explore the Mouse Podcast. A podcast by Disney lovers for Disney lovers. Come join us as we dive into the wonderful world of Disney. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Explore the Mouse 411. Uh, I decided to change the name of it. Uh, Originally, my first episode, I have it as Disney 411, and uh, my wife reminded me that Disney 411 was a... uh, old Disney show back in, uh, I think it was like the 90s or something, but um, I forgot all about that. So I decided to change the name to uh, Explore the Mouse 411. Now, I'm kind of doing something different here, and uh, I kind of want to see how it goes. And I don't, I don't even know if this will work, so um, I, you might not even see this on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to simulcast this thing right now, um, doing the actual uh, podcast recording and also do something for YouTube as well. So... Hey everybody at YouTube, if you can, if this actually video does work, um, you can kind of see uh, who I am a little bit. But um, so on today's Disney 411, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a, a fairly decent amount of topics. I think there's some pretty decent topics too, including one that is uh, pretty pretty big for people that are into um, uh, into Epcot. And uh, some of the rides there, and we'll kind of touch base on that a little bit. But uh, I wanted to kind of also kind of, I guess, do a little bit of house stuff here, um, why I have the opportunity to. And uh, some of the house stuff that I wanted to kind of do was simply this. Uh, I have been working um, super hard on getting a website up and going at explorethemouse.com. I actually have the website ready to go. uh, Which is going to be awesome. It has links to the podcast. It has blogs about Disney. Uh, you'll have some photos. There'll be some information and stuff like that, which I think is really, really cool. And, um, yeah, I think it's just a really cool uh, uh, thing that I, I've been working on it, and I'm just very, I'm really proud of it. Um, I started working on one website, and I completely scrapped it. But uh, I, I decided to kind of go back and, like, redo it. And that's kind of who I – that's what I do. There's a lot of times that I have projects where uh, I will simply start it, And then I'll get halfway through and go, I don't like it, and I'll redo it. Uh, So that's kind of what I did with the podcast is I just completely redid the um, the the, the website. So I completely redid it. Um, So with that being said, uh, there is some kind of uh, other house stuff that I would like to talk about. And uh, it's mainly about supporting the podcast. Um, Now, the the podcast that I'm doing, there is costs that are involved in it. And now I'm not asking people to kind of help, uh, you know, fund this or anything like that i'm not looking for anything like that but the biggest thing that um you know you the listeners can do to help me out is to share this with everyone that you know that is a disney lover is to get this word out and um get this going because uh, this disney this disney podcast has i think 
I think it has a lot of potential because of my love and my passion for Disney. Um, my wife's love and passion for Disney. So this podcast, I think, has a lot of potential, and I just need your help. And this is just a simple help of asking for you to just share this and um, have all your friends go check it out, like it comment on youtube subscribe hit the bell button uh do everything you can whether it's follow like subscribe anything that is uh involved in doing that uh i would ask you to please 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 um you know go and help us out a little bit but uh let's get into the actual um i'm trying to find the best camera angle because <laughs> i'm doing the i'm doing the podcast uh video thing as well but um trying to figure out the best camera angle so my mic is not completely blocking me but um let's kind of get into it and uh let's talk about one thing that has kind of come out recently with disney it's not 100 percent brand new but it's within the last week or so um is a new nature inspired uh disney resort um now if you guys saw on our facebook page i did post a picture of three different resorts that disney is planning on doing which is the riviera the star wars resort and uh, the tower at Coronado Springs. Well, there's another one that is slated to um, possibly open up in 2020, and that is going to be, well, where they say it's going to be, is going to be over by Disney's Wilderness Lodge uh, and Fort Wilderness. And the only really land that's over there available um, is right there on the shoreline of Bay Lake, and that is actually where the old water park is. Um, so... My question is, one, there, there's not too much information on this. Some of it's rumor. Um, there, I have seen some concept art of a possible new uh, resort, and they're planning on doing it as a DVC resort, um, which I think for DVC members would be a really awesome thing because it's just a really cool location being over by the wilderness. You're right on Bay Lake. You are a quick boat ride away from you know the Polynesian. You're a quick boat ride away from... Uh, Grand Floridian, and most importantly, quick boat right away from Magic Kingdom. Uh, so I actually think it would be a really cool resort spot. And River Country, honestly, is just sitting there. River Country has been sitting there for, I, I don't even remember when it closed. I wanted to say it was late 70s, early 80s. Um, but River Country has been sitting there abandoned, uh, doing nothing. So I, I think it makes sense to build something there. Um, why, why leave something just dilapidated and, you know, and honestly it's become a spot for explorers to really want to go see it. And don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> I've never had a chance to really go over there, but I would love to, um, go check out old river country. But again, you could actually get kicked out and banned from Disney for doing so. And people have, and, uh, no offense, I don't want to get banned from Disney. So I don't take the chance of even wanting to do that, but it makes sense to do something for that instead of just kind of keep it dilapidated. Um, Excuse me. And uh, so this, basically from what this hotel they're talking about, uh, is they're talking about possibly 1,700 new hotel rooms. And again, they're proposing it as a possible uh, DVC, which is the Disney Vacation Club. Now, I, I, I think it, the reason I love the DVC idea, I'm not a DVC uh, member, but the thing I love about the DVC part of it is that one of the websites that I love to go to and check out room rates when I'm planning a Disney trip is uh, davesdvcrental.com, and this is not a plug. I don't have anything associated with Dave's DVC Rental, but uh, I think it's a great website. And the reason the reason I think it's a great website is because you can go and people will sell off their points for their DVC club if they can't use them. So you can get a room in you know one of the DVC resorts fairly cheap. I mean, you can get a studio uh, a studio over in Animal Kingdom 
sometimes as, if you're lucky enough, you can get it for like 95 bucks a night, which is really not bad when you look at the actual prices of what these hotel rooms would really go for. So I, I like the idea of having this as a DVC resort because it'd be really cool to have one so close like that, right there on the water, close to Magic Kingdom. Um, because if, you know, if I wanted to, I could maybe go buy some people's points, um, that can't use them and I'll go do that. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it'd be, uh, I think it'd be really cool, uh, if they do that. Uh, and then, uh, they're also saying that it, the reason I think it fits with the wilderness too, is that the whole theming behind it, uh, is the theming behind it is to basically be, um, kind of natural surroundings, uh, they, they want it to be a, a resort that is nature-inspired, which if you're going to do something nature-inspired, there's only two, really two places that really make sense, and that would be Wilderness Area and Animal Kingdom. Well, Animal Kingdom doesn't really ha- I mean, they have room, but if you look at what this place really is going to be like represented as, if you look at, you know, if you go ahead and look at the uh, uh, concept art for it, it looks more of a wilderness thing than it does a... Uh, uh, animal animal kingdom like african thing so it makes sense of where it's going um and uh so i I, th- I think that's one thing to really kind of take a look at and um keep your eye on especially if you're a dvc uh holder if you're a dvc holder i mean you gotta check it out um you know just keep your eye on it because even though even though it's still four years away uh it's still a, it's still a place that i have a feeling that a lot of people especially dvc wise a lot of people are going to jump on that place when it um, gets close to opening, just because of location. Now, um, this is going to be fun because we are going to. Uh, my wife and I are leaving uh, next Wednesday, the Halloween thirty first, and we're leaving for uh, Disney, and um, we're going to go spend some time over at Disney. And one of the places that we love to go check out is the World of Disney at Downtown. Disney, well, Disney Springs, but it's downtown Disney District at Disneyland, uh, and we'd love to go check it out. Now, the World of Disney, uh, both the stores at both Disneyland and um, Disney World, both went under major refurbishments. They completely changed everything about that place. Uh, I saw some pictures recently of some people because even though the grand opening hasn't happened yet, um, a lot of you know a lot of the stuff is already done and open. So there's been a lot of people that have been kind of posting some photos, and I've, from what I've seen, the new uh, the new world of Disney looks amazing. Um, Disney kind of brought it out of that cartoonish, um, you know, feel, which I, I kind of loved. <laughs> uh, I kind of loved walking into uh, World of Disney and kind of getting that really cartoonish feel, but um, they kind of kept that cartoonish feel with more of like a really nice modern upgrade. And I think it, from the pictures I saw, I think it looks awesome and. Uh, I'm going to do a video um, on for Facebook uh, when I actually go to uh, Disney in uh, a week from today, actually. So, um, with that being said, they are basically, and they're, they're planning on opening late October, which is right around the time that I'm going to be there. So, the cool thing is that I'm going to get to see it fully done. I'm not really going to see much of the construction, uh, which I'm happy about. Um but they're also they're also throwing out a whole new line of all new products. Um, I think I think one of the coolest products that I am absolutely excited for is they are um, doing a new vintage inspired collection uh, for the Mickey Mouse Club from the 1950s. And um, Mickey Mouse Club was a 
awesome, awesome, awesome show that was on. Um, you know, it started in the 1950s, you know, in Net Funicello. And, um, and then, it, you know, it can kind of continue on. That's actually where, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake. Um, and I think one of the guys from, I, I don't remember. I, I think there was another guy from a boy band that got a start on there. But those are, like, the three really big ones uh, that got their start in the Mickey Mouse Club. And Mickey Mouse Club hasn't been around for a while now. But um, Mickey Mouse Club was an iconic show. And they're actually, I'm really excited about this because I love vintage um, Mickey Mouse things. And I just recently bought some vintage Mickey, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse Disneyland, Disney World things off eBay. And uh, the other day when I was at my parents' house, I was actually going through uh, some of their stuff and I actually found a original uh, Mickey Mouse Club uh, membership pin or button. And it was really cool because it was, I mean, it was, it was classic. It had the old Mickey Mouse Club. And this is kind of what they started. This is what they did is they actually brought back like the old logo, the old design, the old look from the 1950s show. Um... So, and some of the things, you, you'll be able to get it all on different accessories, get different t-shirts. Um, they even brought back varsity jackets, which uh, I think is really cool. Um, you know, and then you can get it, basically, uh, it'll have, like, it says leaders of the club on it. Um, so, it's it's just really neat of what they did. Now, one of the cool things that uh, I'm really excited about, and this is because, you know, if you listen to the podcast so far, you will know, uh, you know, that my wife and I are expecting a child in February, and I saw a picture of um, an old vintage 1950s Mickey Mouse Club onesie for uh, for a baby. So I am really excited to go there next week because I'm definitely buying that. Um, and it is just going to be awesome. And, and the cool thing is that they're actually getting all this ready um, because of the upcoming 19, uh, 90th celebration of Mickey Mouse, which is coming up in just about a month or so. So it, they're they're kind of laying out all this stuff, and they're kind of going back to vintage because you know we're almost ninety years of Mickey, uh, which is so cool, um, and I think it's even so cool that I'm going to see a hundred years of Mickey Mouse in my lifetime. So that that is something I'm excited about. And the world of Disney, I think, is uh, it was always a cool place, it was always a magical place, but I think it's going to be ten times better with uh, their update that they've actually done. Now let's talk about uh, let's talk about Magic Kingdom and uh, let's talk about Tomorrowland. Um, we're just going to, I'm not going to go in depth into Tomorrowland. Only reason why is because I have a podcast coming up that will be released soon. That's all about Tomorrowland. Um, so, but we're going to kind of talk about some of the upcoming, the updated news because that is weeks and weeks away, uh, when that episode comes out. And so I don't want this news to be old news when I start talking about it. So, um, but a lot of people know that there's uh there's some construction that is going on at Tomorrowland and about to, well, there's been a, a trio of permits um, that was filed with Orange County from Disneyland um, regarding construction in Tomorrowland. Uh, and the big one is the Tron uh, Lightsicle Power Run ride. And uh, this is a ride that is out in, um, I want to say, is it Tokyo? <laughs> I probably should have done my little research on that one. I can't remember which park it is. I think it's Tokyo or Shanghai. Uh, one of those Disney's, but that's where the Tron ride uh, originated from, and it's a hugely popular ride, and they're bringing it to America for the first time, and they're going to be putting it um, kind of adjacent to the left of Spaceship, or um, not Spaceship Earth, because that's Epcot. Um, they're going to be put it to the left of Space Mountain. Uh, there's a huge little area back there. The the ride will kind of partially go over the train, which will kind of be cool uh, if you're in the train ride because you'll go right underneath part of the Tron ride. And um, 
you know, so that's where it's going to go. And I, from what I can see, I've seen some videos of the Tron uh, ride, and it, this thing looks phenomenal. It looks awesome, and this is, and it kind of coincides with Disney kind of um, trying to reinvent because the whole point of Tomorrowland was to be a land of tomorrow. Well, unfortunately, the land of tomorrow is pretty much where we are in in modern day. So Disney is starting to do a lot of upgrades. Even in Epcot, they're starting to do a lot of upgrades and get rid of some older rides and bring in some new rides to kind of put us into the future a little bit. Um, hence the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that they're uh, in the process of putting up at Disney um, Disney World Epcot. So, um, yeah, so they, they basically have uh, they basically have a couple things. And one of the things, like I said, was Tron. The other one is for a Space Mountain generator relocation. Um, and I think that one's just simply because of the Tron ride. I think I think they have to relocate some things, and unfortunately you have to get permits for everything. So I think that's kind of one of them. Um, but then there's another one called Magic Kingdom 2 Pluto Park Laydown Perimeter Fence. Now, there really isn't, just like Walt did back in... Um, you know, back in the uh, like '60s when he originally, like late '60s when he originally started to plan Disney uh, or Disney World in Orlando, when Walt bought all that land, he bought all that land under a false name because he didn't want anyone to know that Disney was looking in that property. So Disney still to this day, when they file for permits or trademarks or stuff like that, they do a lot of things that are kind of incognito uh, until they really need to officially announce what it is. So um, the one that's kind of marked. MK2 Pluto Park Laydown. It's kind of... We don't really know what it possibly could be. Um, but it is... It's basically believed that it could possibly just be um, a project name for um, a new renovated park of tomorrow... Or a renovated part of Tomorrowland that they're planning on doing. Uh, which will include the new Tron ride. So... Again, when Disney when Disney puts a new ride up, they just don't put a new ride up. There's a lot of things that kind of surround that ride. So that that might the MK2 might be something about the renovation that kind of surrounds that ride in that adjacent area. Because back where Tron is going, there's really not much um, on the you know if you look on the outside because the the perimeter of the park is pretty much the train. So if you look at the um, other side of the train, closer to like the access roads. There's really nothing there. It's open land. And then on the like on the park side of the train tracks, um, you have like a walkway area that kind of has a little park. And that's usually where um, that's like probably I think one of the only spots that people who smoke cigarettes or cigars or whatever can go and smoke on Disney property. So um, there's a lot of room there to do a lot of different things, whether it's, you know, whether it's another attraction to kind of go with it. Um but I, I think the name of the MK2 Pluto Park Laydown Perimeter Fence, I, I don't know what that means. Pluto Park kind of throws me off. Perimeter Fence makes sense, but the Pluto Park throws me off. Uh, so it kind of makes me wonder what they're actually doing um, over at Disney. Um, and plus, there's also some work that is going to be done around the Tomorrowland Speedway as well. Um, so that that is going to be something that is you to be watching for. Um you know, to watch them for the construction. And it's going to be interesting to kind of see the construction of Tron kind of go up because the ride is really unique looking, very uh, futuristic and aerodynamic looking. Um, if you look at the concept art, I mean, obviously it's not up, so I haven't seen it, but the concept art of it is very futurist, uh, like aerodynamic type of uh, thing to it. So, um, and so actually kind of deeper into some of the info I got from this, actually it shows that some of that Pluto Park is most likely referring to the Pluto parking lot, 
um, that is expected to undergo a transition. So um, that's probably what that means. It probably means a perimeter fence because they're actually planning, from what I'm reading here, it's actually planning on possibly being a cast member parking lot. So uh, it sounds like they're taking away Pluto parking lot and making it into a cast member lot, which would make sense why you need a fence around it so people can't park in there and it's a gated little area. So uh, that makes sense. Now, let's let's go to the big, big news. Um, the big, big news is over in Epcot, and we're talking about Spaceship Earth. Uh, Spaceship Earth is an iconic ride um, that is inside the, people call it the golf ball or whatever you want, the shiny ball, um, but Spaceship Earth. Um, it is an iconic, iconic ride. Um, like I said the other day, there's a, you know, there's a candle company that makes sense about Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. And like one of the most other popular scents is, uh, from the Rome burning scene inside of, uh, Spaceship Earth. So it is a very popular ride and Disney has, uh, revealed that they are closing it for at least two years, maybe a little bit more, um, to, up, to underdo major renovations. Now, um, I was actually listening to um, I was actually listening to like a YouTube video, and there was somebody that was explaining like that you know Epcot itself, the actual Spaceship Earth, only took twenty some months to or twenty months or something like that. I forgot what it was to uh, build, and the project that they're going to be doing now is longer than how long it took to actually build Spaceship Earth. So the question is, what are they going to be doing? I've heard a lot of rumors. I've heard a lot of rumblings about what they're planning on doing. And one of the things was is that they're going to be updating the ride, making it more modern uh, to kind of introduce a little bit of modern day technology, you know, like into the, um, you know, the cell phone era, the craze and like a lot of the things that we're doing now. Because if you go through Spaceship Earth, there is a lot, it, it is slightly outdated. So I think Spaceship Earth definitely needs an upgrade, but my, you know, the the biggest question here is what kind of upgrade is going on that it's going to take two years to renovate? You know, is it is it because you know obviously when you build the ride, um, when you build the ride, you could build it in twenty some months because you're kind of building it in pieces and kind of piecing it together. Could this two years be because of how? I guess difficult it may be to actually do it because you really can't do too much major, major construction without tearing it apart. Um, you know, because the ride literally as they were building spaceship earth, they, you know, they built it, they built the steel frames. Um, they built the steel frames. And then from there, they, you know, kind of built the ride in through all of that. So it was kind of pieced together when they built it. You know, it's not like they built the whole ball and then went and built the ride inside it. They built everything simultaneously as it went up from the ground up. Um, so maybe the two years is because of the technicality of how um, of how difficult it's going to be to renovate that. I don't know. And that's the thing is that Disney really hasn't announced too much. Um, they haven't really announced too much on the actual construction, per se. Um, and... I'm going to see if I can try to pull up uh, anything and see if there's anything that's more updated on the uh, Spaceship Earth renovations. But I know I know the last that I checked on it is that the, they, there wasn't a ton of info. Um, the info was more of just that they were planning on closing it for two years um, or a little bit more uh, two years. So, um, you know... We'll see. We'll, have to, we'll just have to keep an eye on that, and uh, you know that's something that we'll be updating throughout. You know, different podcasts or different. Uh, you know, explore the mouse uh, 
411s and everything like that. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of keep our eye on that and everything. But uh, and if I have anything new, I'll post something on uh, Facebook. And like I said, um, the new website is going to be, it is done. I mean, it's officially, officially done. Um, it's kind of, until, until all my uh, explorethemouse.com domain stuff transfers over, uh, it's kind of difficult to um, navigate, like, to the website right now. Because right now it's, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's like explorethemouse.my-free dot website or something like that it's kind of crazy so um i haven't really officially launched it everyone yet until my domain and everything kind of transfers over um to you know to all that uh to make it easy but once that's done it will be done it will be called explorethemouse.com very simple explorethemouse.com and there will be so much cool stuff on there um, there's all my different blogs on there. Uh, when I do videos from Facebook, the videos will go on there as well. Or not Facebook, but if I do like videos for like YouTube or if I'm at the parks, I'll post some of that stuff on there as well too. Uh, it's gonna be a really cool website, very interactive. I want it as interactive as possibly can, as I possibly can get it. You know, you guys can comment on the blogs, give me some of your uh, infos as well. So um, keep an eye out for that. That is gonna be very shortly. I'm hoping by this weekend. Uh, that that will officially be up and ready to go, which will be the weekend of the 27th of October. So keep your eyes open, um, and once that comes out, spread the word like wildfire and let everyone know. Um, tell them I want to check us out on, uh, on Spreaker. Um, I, I am in the process right now. I'm still waiting on getting iTunes to um, you know 100% confirm the podcast so you can listen to it on iTunes. Uh, unfortunately, app, when you're dealing with Apple, you don't really know when it's going to go through. My first podcast was, was approved in two days. This one has now been going on close to a week of uh, getting approved to be on Apple iTunes uh, podcast. So as soon as that happens, um, I will definitely let people know. But for now, you could check us out on the link for Spreaker. Um, we will soon shortly be on iHeartRadio. And uh, Spotify, I'm trying. I'm getting those approved too. And the process is so long to get these things approved. So, uh, but you can listen to us on Spreaker, um, and you know, you can share with all your friends, do all that stuff on there. So, um, check us out and um, show us some love. Share us with all your friends, and uh, you know, we'll make this thing uh, a huge, huge reality for me. Uh, this is a dream come true to do this uh, podcast because I love Disney, and um, you know. There's some really good things coming from this podcast very soon, and I think that I think that the listeners are going to highly enjoy it. Uh, you're not just going to have to listen to my voice anymore. I do have someone that's going to be joining me uh, on future podcasts starting uh, basically today. We're going to be recording several, so I'm really excited to introduce this person to you, and um, you guys can come to love uh, love this person as much as I do. So <laughs> uh, there's your little teaser. Um, so with that being said, this is the end of this episode for our Explore the Mouse 411 with some uh, different info. And again, this was kind of quickly put through, um, but there will be some more detailed stuff. I'll be writing some blogs about some of this as well that to go on the new website and everything like that. So I want to thank you so much for joining us on this. And uh, please have a safe and magical day, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.
At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Hey you, are you ready? Grab your pack, grab your tent, grab your gear. Jump in. We're going on an adventure. In Arizona, there's so much to see, so much to experience. At GCU, adventure is never too far away. Offering over 200 academic programs with a Christian worldview and nestled in the heart of Phoenix, you can earn your degree in fewer than four years and explore everything Arizona has to offer. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash azroadtrip.